Chag means a celebration and Sameach means like happy or let's celebrate. So we're saying happy, happy uh, occasion or happy um, holiday because tonight at sundown started the festival of Purim. Purim. Does anyone know what Purim means? It's a Hebrew word. Lots. So what is a lot? It's kind of like the idea of dice. It's, it's something that's thrown to chance. And um, tonight we're celebrating the, the events that transpired in the book of Esther. So I want to say thank you guys for coming. It's so good to see everybody here tonight. There's new and old faces. And um, please make yourself feel at home. Tonight is a celebration. It's a very casual, laid back time. So what we're going to do is um, open in prayer here shortly. And I'm going to teach a little bit about Purim. Um, and then we're going to be treated to a drama by our youth that they've been working very hard on producing this drama. And then we're going to close out with a, with a choreographed Davidic style dancing to one of my favorite passages in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 25, verses 8 and 9. And we'll have the lyrics up there. You're welcome to uh, dance along or sing along at the very least or clap. But Hannah, you want to open us in prayer? Father, I just thank you for this day that we could all be here together. I pray that you would bless our time. I pray that everything that's said and done would be pleasing and glorifying to you. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So what is the theme of Purim? What is the theme of Esther? Does anyone want to chime in? What is the theme of Purim? If you had to summarize it in one word, what would it be? Yeah. The, the tables got turned. The tables got turned. Yeah. Tables got turned. Tables got turned. I'm just kidding. <laughs> one word or three words brian deliverance. deliverance yeah absolutely and and that deliverance came about through the turning of tables did it not God's so protection. protection divine protection over a people group the jewish people you imagine if uh, the king said you know no you cannot approach no you cannot imagine if that divine protection wasn't on the jewish people in exile at that time how that would change the course of history you know, if it wasn't for God's protection over the Jewish people, I was having um, coffee with somebody last night, and we were talking about that the existence of the Jewish nation, the existence of the, this people group and this race called the Jews, is one of the greatest testimonies to the faithfulness of God's word and his promises. The fact that I can point to a geopolitical nation on the, on the map right now and say that that's Israel is a huge testimony, it's external evidence to the validity of God's word and his promises to be made true. Anybody else have anything they want to chime into? What, what is Purim all about? We have a um, representatives of a small group from Harvest here tonight, and they just went through a study of the book of Esther, and so they, they're well-versed in that book. But, Miss Joanne, I saw you had your hand up. He's on the throne. Whether he, he's not mentioned, but he's there on the throne. Yeah, very good, very good. Though he seems to be in the backdrop, he is there. I heard somebody. Courage, yeah, who said that? Good courage. Oh, from over here, my ear. And speaking of courage, I am deeply honored to have Doctor and Lieutenant Colonel Long here with us tonight. And and I think it's yeah. And though you may not know this, our family prays for you regularly, and I pray for you regularly. And you are like a personal hero and one of the closest uh, representatives to someone as very Esther-like in this day and age, just standing up on truth and principle and values. So thank you for coming. I think it's very fitting that you are here tonight, and I am, I am flabbergasted that you're here, and I'm deeply honored that you're here, but 
Um, thank you. And thank you for all you do. There are many people that are praying for you um, to, to do what you do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did you? I thought he said courage. What? Faithfulness. That is so good. Thank you. I'm sorry. I ignore you. I'm. 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 My eyesight. Maybe I'll blame it on that. I don't know. But yeah, all those are true. All those are true. Now, let me ask this. And I mentioned Dr. Long here tonight. How she kind of embodies the the, the essence of of Esther. But is there a biblical character or a book that maybe you relate to the most? You know, for Stacy, she said, well, maybe uh, Sarah, because sometimes I feel like I doubt sometimes. Um, for me, you know, sometimes I feel like um, I'm the guy who ran off uh, after the Romans seized my clothes and I ran off naked in the garden. I guess I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that guy. No, but what, who do you relate to the most in the Bible? You guys tell me. Who, are, who is like your biblical character? You feel like, man, if... That's the person that I really connect with in the story of the Bible, the narrative of the Bible. Anybody? Abraham. Abraham, yeah. Moshe. Moses. Anybody else? David. David. What about a book of the Bible? You know, you think about like Purim, you think about Esther and that book. You know, you might be thinking about that book that I really connect with, that really speaks to me and kind of encapsulates my life. I've been thinking a lot about the life of my dad this week. You know, yesterday marks the fifth year anniversary of my dad's passing. And most of you, if not all of you in this room, have not met my dad. There's a few of you have. But let me tell you a story about my dad. I think it's fitting, it being the fifth year of his passing. My dad was the youngest son of an orphan woman and a welder who were descendants of dirt poor rice farmers from Arkansas. And my dad lived a very rebellious, mischievous teenage life and then was born again and then felt an immediate call to go into pastoral ministry. And my grandmother, his mother, believed in that and prayed for him in that, that he would step out in obedience to that. But everyone else around him thought that Davy was crazy. There's no way he's going to be any sort of pastoral candidate. But he had a mother who consistently prayed for him and and went to the throne room of heaven for his sake on that point. My dad was bold and he was righteously defiant in the face of adversity. God throughout his ministry was closely leading my dad and my mom. He traveled and discipled and shared the gospel everywhere from Guatemala to Siberia twice and everywhere in between. You know, I have a, one of my favorite pictures of my dad is him holding a guitar, an acoustic guitar, and standing on a little wooden box. And you can see the little town of Flagler Beach behind him and the beach, the Atlantic Beach. And he's standing right off of Highway, highway A1A and runs through the length of Florida. And he's standing there. He's pointing up like this and he's preaching the top of his lungs while holding this acoustic guitar. I assume he just got done leading worship of some kind. That was my dad in a picture right there. Zealous and, and passionate. But when my dad was in Bible college, he lived this very wild, mischievous life still. And there are stories that, stories abound of my dad in Bible college, okay? Um, This Arkansas redneck going to Bible college and trying to get all the the rough edges polished off, if you can imagine. Um, 
there was one story about him catching a bunch of catfish and keeping them in his bathtub and keeping them alive in his bathtub until he could finally get around to cleaning them and everything. So they wanted to be fresh, right? And he got found out. And eventually through his grades and lack of money and, and misconduct in Bible college, the dean of biblical studies told him, basically, you're no longer welcome here. You're not a good candidate. You're not pastoral material. Well, that would uh, maybe discourage the average person, but my dad just switched schools and kept going through Bible college and ended up getting ordained as a pastor and had a, um, a very successful public ministry um, of teaching the gospel and, and leading many to a, a faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It reminds me, his early life reminds me of Daniel. You know, Daniel finds himself forced into exile from his Jewish homeland namely Babylon, right? His life is summarized by a life of boldness, righteous defiance in the face of adversity. And the four-letter name of God, or the Tetragrammaton, is mentioned or prayed to seven times in the book of Daniel. His very name, Daniel, it means God is my judge. And signs and wonders and the miraculous are prevalent throughout this book. God seems all over in the story, in the life, in the ministry of Daniel. But fast forward to 2015. My dad's life changes drastically when he receives an, a diagnosis of ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. The first thing that affects him in this disease is his ability to speak. He resorts to writing notes on legal pads until his hands and his arms eventually weaken to the point he can no longer do that. And he suddenly feels cut off from the rest of the world because of that. He retreats into his own self and thoughts as communication is not only difficult, but it's embarrassing. His public ministry his, his, and his preaching, his public speaking engagements, they begin to sl slip out of his weakening hands. And he finds leaving the house in a motorized wheelchair... And an inability to even lift up his own head makes it where staying home is preferable to him. And due to his atrophying body and his worsening condition, my dad never does enter entertain a full house of former church members or friends. He prefers for everyone to just not see him in this condition. And though he never questions or renounces his faith, he certainly asks the very legitimate question that you and I would ask if in that position, which is, why? Why me? And why this? Though he and many more people commit to fasting, committed to fasting and prayer for his healing, his physical life ended without receiving such healing. God seems to have taken a step back from his life at this point. He doesn't seem present in the moment or in the season of Dave Rutledge's life. It all seems in a way kind of bleak and hopeless for him. It reminds me of another story of another story of another Jew named Esther. You see, unlike Daniel, Esther finds herself in Persian exile, which is an exile by choice. Her good Hebrew name, Hadassah, which translates to Myrtle, is hidden and covered over by her pagan Gentile name, Esther, which could be translated as the concealed one. And while Daniel's story contains countless allusions to God, and even mentioning his name up to seven times, Esther's story in the book of Esther is noticeably devoid of any mention of God's name or the divine. 
Everything seems left to luck, natural consequences or physical outcomes. Esther gives no sermons. She heals no one. There is no miracles. There's no interaction with the supernatural. And never, as far as we know, does she show any signs of outward piety or devotion. You see, your life may seem today like you're walking in the footsteps of Daniel. Doing bold and glorious things for the kingdom of God. You might be boldly proclaiming the sovereignty of God. And while you go through valleys and persecutions, you feel the Lord is right there with you the entire time. But then there's those times when you can relate more to Esther. Where you ask God, why did you put me here and in this position? Why did you take them from me? Why am I not sensing that you are here with me right now? And why does it feel like my prayers are just hitting a brick wall and falling flat on the ground? But I want to encourage you guys tonight, because regardless of whose footsteps you're walking in, whether Esther or Daniel, do this. Do what both of them did, and that is to sanctify God's name. You sanctify his name by trusting in his name and by trusting that his promises will not be left unkept. You see, the faith of my father lives on in those he left behind. I stand here today proclaiming the message of the gospel of the kingdom of our master, Yeshua of Nazareth, and the coming resurrection because it is on my father's shoulders that I stand. It is because of his unshakable faith and steadfastness and faithfulness in face of adversity that I can say, I will see my father again. And together we will proclaim Isaiah chapter 25, verses eight and nine. He has swallowed up death forever. The sovereign Lord has wiped away every tear from all faces. He has removed his people's disgrace from all the earth the Lord has spoken. And we will say, surely this is our God. Hine Eloheinu. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. So let us rejoice in his Yeshua, his salvation. I want to pray with you guys real quick. Abba, Father, I thank you for a father like mine who is faithful even in the face of adversity And though he may have asked you why, he never questioned you. He never doubted you. Give me a faith like that. Give us all a faith like that. May we be a people in a congregation that are known to trust in your name and to trust in your promises. And may we be a people that put everything on the line for the preservation of your people, the people of Israel. And I thank you for their faithfulness in the face of much adversity throughout human history. I thank you that you have guarded them and protected them as a witness to the nations that you are true and you are faithful to us and your word is true forever and is unchanging. May tonight honor you and glorify you and may it strengthen us in our faith. And as we like to say, they tried to kill us, we won. And let's eat. <laughs> Amen. Well, guys, we're going to go now to, I believe we're going to do a dance to, are we doing the drama next? I'm going to get out of the way and let these guys do the drama. Thank you for your attention.
Scott, Ian, everyone get to place. I'll have a minute. I'll have a minute. Okay, where is Ian? Where is Ian? I don't know if you can take this to my mom. Esther probably didn't wear a watch. Okay, I'll go here. Do not put it down. If you can't find her, give it back to me. Okay. 